it was going nuts. I, I was really excited, but I, I thought in the end, I'm going I'm to do what the angel commanded me to do. I'm going to do it. Uh, although I'd had some niggling doubts, it was a dream after all, and I was scared of the re- response that I was going to get, but I'm going to do it. I resolved to take Mary home as my wife, and together we, we said to each other, we're not going to sleep together until Jesus is born. That's what we decided to do. You know, while we're all here, um, I thought I might tell you about something else that I've been thinking about this morning. Is that okay? I'm just going to, let's take a few moments. Um, because this was pretty amazing. It, it, was, it wasn't long ago that I was in the synagogue uh, reading Isaiah 7. And the rabbi, he'd, well, he'd gone on for a little while. You know how you know, preachers can do that from time to time. They sort of go on and on. Anyway, I was, actually, I was actually listening, I know you understand that, and I was actually listening that day, and although lately I have been a bit distracted, you know, being engaged and all, it's, pretty, it's quite nice. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to make sure I didn't sit next to Aaron. I don't know if you, do you know Aaron? Aaron, what he does, he chews up papyrus and puts it in his mouth and puts it in a straw and, and he spits it at people. <laughs> what sort of person does that? Aaron's not engaged to be married, no. Um, anyway, we're, we're reading, look at Isaiah 7. Do you know the story behind Isaiah 7? Uh, maybe, maybe you do. Um, let me fill you in. If you've got your scrolls, it'll be a good idea to open up your scrolls too to, to Isaiah 7. Um, it's the year 734 BC and King Ahaz is king of Judah. Now, I don't want to name drop here, <laughs> but he's also one of my family. He's also a descendant. Anyway, no, I don't want to go on about it. Um, now, Assyria... Assyria was on the warpath. They were the big bad enemy of that sort of part of the world and uh, they were threatening everyone. So Syria, also called Aram, and Israel, also called Ephraim, confusing, isn't it? What's going on there? Anyway, so it's confusing. Uh, they got together to try to persuade Ahaz, king of Judah, to side with them and to defeat the Assyrians. But the thing is, Israel and Syria... Well, they just wanted to take out King Ahaz. They just wanted to take out Judah. Now, here's where the Isaiah, the prophet, comes in. God spoke to Isaiah, telling him uh, to tell Ahaz not to fear Syria and Israel and instead trust the Lord. So God said through the prophet Isaiah to Ahaz, don't make any deals. Don't make any alliances. Just trust me. Trust me and it'll, it'll be okay. Don't form an alliance because Israel is going to defeat those other countries anyway, which is actually what we found out. You know your history. Um, In 722 BC, the Assyrians did take out Israel. This is what the Lord said to Ahaz. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. But my descendant Ahaz, he didn't stand firm in his faith. He cut a deal with Assyria. Isaiah went on to say this. It's in verse 13. Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Let's keep reading. Verse 15. He will eat curds and honey. And when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and your people and all and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. 
he will bring the king of Assyria. See what he's saying? Judgment is coming, the Lord said to them. But in the midst of judgment, there's a sign. I don't know if you saw it in verse 14. Did you hear it? It's interesting. It's, it's about a virgin being with a child and giving birth to a son. Uh, that, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? God, God's people will be judged and the Lord said, but God will be with them through his son Emmanuel. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. You're putting some dots together? I told you it's been a big morning. I'm starting to figure it out, I think. If Jesus really is God's Messiah, because that's what I think the angel was saying, then, then maybe Mary is that virgin and Jesus is that son called Emmanuel. See, if Jesus has come to save us from our sin and, and we know that sin separates us from God, that's what sin does, but Jesus has come to save us from our sin and bring us back to God again, to bring God with us, God to us, by saving us from our sin. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just blown away by this, that God would come to us to save us. And he even promises it. He promises to save us when his people, like King Ahaz, are not trusting him. Now I guess the next question is, how is this little baby going to save us from our sins? How's that going to work out? You know, there's another passage in Isaiah I've been thinking through, um, which um, Nicodemus, do you know Nicodemus? He's, the, he's, the, he's a slightly odd priest down at the synagogue. He's got a bit of a reputation for himself. He, he knows the scriptures really well, this guy Nicodemus. Um, and he said, he says that Isaiah 53, a few chapters on in our scrolls, Isaiah 53 is all about how the Messiah would save. Uh, people reckon he's actually being blasphemous, like, saying that Mes the Messiah will actually come to serve and die. Not like, a, not like a military leader or a political leader like King David. No, no, the Messiah will come to serve and die. I, I wonder if he's onto anything. I don't know. All the other priests and teachers of the law think he was an idiot, actually, this guy Nicodemus. They didn't like him very much. They called him names and that sort of thing. Here's the section he, he, uh, he reckons is, a, is about the work of the Messiah. I don't know if he's right. You tell me. It's, it's Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I tell you what, if Nicodemus is right, well then this little baby in Mary's womb will not be forgotten in a hurry. I might, I'm sorry to take up your time. I might have gone on for a bit longer this morning. I just got carried away talking about this and sharing what happened last night. It was a pretty big night. Anyway, Mary's, actually, Mary's cooked up some fish um, she bought this morning off two, um, two young boys by the, by the river. One's called Simon, one's called Peter. Anyway, 